know, the Lord, um, since the beginning of the year, I've really only been up here uh, like three times and, uh, and um, really taking a hiatus. Um, John and I moved. We, we, the Lord provided us a new house. We've been asking for a house um, for nine years and, um, and just really um, believing God and prophesying of the place that, that he was going to provide for us. And um, everything that the, that every desire that we had in our heart, the Lord fulfilled in a phenomenal way for us and our family. And, uh, and I just believe that we are really first fruits, and that's something that I want to talk about this morning. But in the meantime, so I took a break because, you know, I had stored up a lot of junk over the past several years. And that's one of the things prophetically God is doing is he's having us clean out all the old stuff and throw it out and um, and really prepare ourselves beforehand for the new that's coming and um, prophetically uh, I started packing in um, November of 2014 and John said what are you doing and I, I had U-Haul boxes and I had tape and I had the little tape thing and I was going around I was putting I was packing stuff and John had no idea he said Tracy it's going to be at least, at least uh, six months to a year before we can afford a house. And I said, I don't care, we're moving. We need to get ready because we're moving. And, uh, and so I started packing up, started cleaning out, started getting rid of the old. And that prophetic act actually was the thing that brought a miracle financially for us. And, and from one day to the next, we were able to get a house. Amen. So, um, so I took a hiatus, uh, just moving, and um, I hope you guys have enjoyed Jeremy, and isn't he amazing, and Vince, and um, Jeff, and we just, the Lord has just really blessed us with so many amazing um, deep wells um, to draw from, so I just am really thankful for them. They're actually, both of them right now are in Mexico, so I just want to honor them, and God, pour out your spirit on them right now in Jesus' name. One's on vacation and the other's um, a missionary, but hopefully both will see salvation. Um, so for those of you that don't know me, how many of you have never heard me uh, preach before? Raise your hand. Okay. Um, all right. For those of you that don't know me, I'm just going to tell you briefly a little bit of my story. Um, I got radically encountered. I was, in, I was uh, building businesses for uh, a large corporation, worldwide corporation, and um, uh, got radically encountered with the audible voice of the Lord. And he said, rebuild my temple. I'm a builder, so that's what I do. I built like five businesses in my life. Um, two of them didn't make any money, but oh well. Uh, but, but so he said, rebuild my temple. And, um, and so... I, I, I got taken off of through hearing the audible voice of the Lord, and I began to go into all of these crazy dreams and visions and encounters, uh, open visions, open encounters um, with pictures and would look like, you know, uh, uh, movie screens, but they were 3D and people walking around and seeing um, with open eyes, open eyes, not spirit eyes, which I see through, you know, you see in your spirit also, but but I was seeing with my open eyes angels and demons, and it was an incredible uh, way to get brought into the kingdom. And um, 
so that's kind of who I am. And so I, I am a seer prophet, which means I see not just for people individually, but I see um, times and seasons over nations. And so I, I see things that are coming. And so the Lord does that. He has um, the prophetic in order to prepare the people so that the people have the word of the Lord and so they know what's coming. And, um, and, and recently, over the last several years, um, I've seen a lot of things coming to the body of Christ. And I've, and I've told the Lord, um, because a lot of it is good, and a lot of it isn't good. And so I'm like, I feel like a schizophrenic prophet. <laughs> it's like, well, is it good or is it not good? Well, it's always good, uh, because God's, God's good and, um, and his ways are good. So um, I wanted to release some of that this morning because um, I, I feel like the Lord uh, wants us to learn how to have a lifestyle of heaven. That's what he's been talking to me about. So over these past three months, he's really been um, marinating in my spirit about what it's like to have a lifestyle of heaven. Um, and uh, so I want to talk to you about where we are and the reason why having a lifestyle of, of heaven and living out of heaven is so critical right now. What the Lord told me is that we're in a huge transition. We are in a huge shift and a huge transition. There's actually a lot of people who have already gone over before us. And what that transition looks like... Um, with the help of the most active angelic activity that I have ever experienced since I've been saved. I've never experienced so much movement in the heavens that I'm experiencing right now. Heaven is very, very busy. They are very busy because what's coming is the hugest, most enormous shift to the body of Christ that has ever happened in the history of mankind. Isn't that exciting? And so with that comes a lot of things because, and I'm going to talk about this in the, in the weeks and months to come, what happens with a transition is if you look at biblical transitions, they're always messy, aren't they? But with the help of the angelic, we're going to get there. So I want to challenge you this morning to come up from your thinking a little bit. Because typically our minds are set on our own personal lives. And our minds are set on our own personal neighbors, neighborhoods, problems, our own city, our own nation, even the world. But I really want you to think this morning in terms of God's timeline. I want you to think of, in terms of what is God doing not where am I in my life, okay? And so I want you to get your prophetic, because I'm going to speak to you in a prophetic way. We are, like I said, being positioned for the greatest shift and the greatest transition I believe that the earth has ever seen. Um, there's about to be more available to a remnant of believers than has ever been in the history of the earth. I'm beginning to see and experience 
such incredible heavenly encounters and access that's more available. The things like heaven is opened up. Like this morning, I saw I saw this opening in in heaven, and I saw uh, this stairway. And it's not a Led Zeppelin song. <clears throat> I saw a stairway, and I saw the feet of Jesus, and out of the feet of Jesus, I saw this river pouring out of him, and then, and then the, the psalmist began to sing, there is a river, there is a river, and this river was coming out of each one of you, because don't you know that Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you, and he's saying, let me out. I see a real... Um, I don't want to call it a war, but there is, but God is going to harvest and he's going to start with the harvest in the church. Do you know that most of the people in the church today, they know about Jesus, but they don't know Jesus. And so there's a huge harvest coming to the church and he's, he's created a remnant to begin to go out and harvest the church. So I really want you to to pray about that in the days and the weeks to come. How are you being positioned to harvest the church? Uh, uh, The real war in the church is going to be over the prophetic. It's not going to be over the signs and the miracles. It's going to be over the prophetic. Because that's where the enemy, the enemy does not want the prophetic in the earth. If the prophetic truly in the fullness with every single believer gets released in the the earth, what happens is that heaven will come down. We, We will have made earth the footstool for Jesus. Come on. Come on now. You know, when when Peter got out of the boat. When he got out of the boat to walk on the water, do you know that he was not walking on the water? He was walking on the word. Because Jesus said, come, he stepped out of the boat and he stood on the word of God. Because prophetically, when Jesus says something, don't you know that you go from the impossible realm into the possible realm? You leave the invisible and you make the invisible visible. You see, that's what Acts 2 was all about. He's, it was all about dreams and visions, right? He said, I'm going to release these things because my people are going to begin to see and I'm going to release my word so that they can prophesy. These are the things that he talked about in Acts 2. And he said that these things are, you are going to testify of what you see and what you hear and you're going to bring it to the earth so that the earth can be changed. The words from... This platform enables us to access the invisible realm or the kingdom of heaven. So this is what I see coming. This is prophetically what I see coming. Over the past couple of years, I've had people call me and say, you know, what about the economy? What about the economy? You know, what's happening? And I mean, just with real fear in their hearts about the economy. I mean, you don't really have to be prophetic. To see what's going on. Because the thing about unrighteous mammon. Is that unrighteous mammon cannot reproduce. It will never ever multiply. Only righteous mammon will multiply. And so what's happened is that our economies are uh, 
crumbling under the weight of unrighteous mammon, which is sin because it's all greed. So um, I prayed and I asked the Lord, I said, well, Lord, you know, I see all of this happening and I, and I, and I know um, you're speaking to my heart about how to prepare and, um, but, you know, and, and um, so phone call after phone call, a lot of people just contacted me about the economy, about money. Um, and so I asked him and he said, what are you looking at? And I said, well, I'm looking at what looks like trouble. And he said, don't look at that. Look at me. Because I have something to say. Because you're going to step out on my word, and my word is going to help you to walk on water in the midst of the storm. And so I was like, okay, well, tell me, tell me what, tell me, give me the word that I can hold on to. So about a year ago, the Lord said, there is an incredible release of wealth coming to my people. And I said, okay. And he said, I want you to tell them and I tell them that and prophesy seven years of abundance. And I'm not talking about you get a pay raise. I'm talking about billions and billions of dollars that are about to be poured out into a remnant of people who have been tested in the fire of the wilderness and have come out on the other side. Now, I don't say this lightly, and when he told me this, I thought, well, Lord, you have to be, you know, because when God speaks, when heaven says something, there's several people that hear the same thing. And so a good friend, oh, not good friend, so, sorry, um, actually a great prophet, I mean, very, very um, um, accurate prophet from Australia, Neville Johnson, I heard him the other day, um, this past year, and he was prophesying. He said, the Lord said he's going to give seven years of incredible abundance to prepare for what's coming. And so I said, Lord, you're, you're going to have to give me a scripture. What, what, show me in the word where, where this is. And so um, turning your Bibles to um, Haggai, Haggai 2. Verse 6. For thus says the Lord of hosts, it's um, right before Zechariah and right after Zephaniah. Chapter 2, verse 6. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all nations and they shall come to the desire of all nations, meaning they will come to Jesus. And I will fill this temple with my glory. Remember, the Lord said to me, I want you to rebuild my temple. Rebuild my temple. I will fill this temple with my glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace. So the Lord told me, he said, two things I want you to tell my people. The gold is coming and the glory is coming. Come on. 
That's good news. The other thing is that there is also coming some bad news. There's going to be incredible shaking that's going to happen to the world. But I want to encourage you um, about money. Here's the great news about money. When money disappears in one area, don't you know it doesn't just evaporate? It actually appears in another area. So you really need the kingdom of darkness and the things of the earth to shake so that you can be standing under that apple tree with a basket, right? And all that fruit that falls out is going to fall into the basket of the sons of God. Every time, and this is what the Lord told me. He said, you know, I have been preparing a remnant of people over the last 40 years, and most specifically and most intensely over the past 10 years. I've been preparing my people. They have learned in the wilderness not to be slaves. They have learned in the wilderness uh, that I am a good father. They have learned in the place of lack that I'm the one that takes care of them. And so that what's happened with these people is that there's, they have yielded to the working of the Lord in their own hearts and in their own lives. And therefore, they are no longer orphans, but they are sons. And the Lord told me, he said, when the gold comes, this gold is for my kingdom. You have to ask me what to do with what I'm about to give you. Because with the billion souls that I'm about to bring into my kingdom, I am going to pay for my own harvest. And in every transition, biblical transition, God did two things with the remnant of people. There was always, it was always led by a remnant of people that had been prepared that, that knew the voice of the Lord, and we'll talk more about that in the weeks and months to come. What's, what are the characteristics of, of the remnant? Um, but the second thing is that he always provided for it financially. And the finances helped to pave the way to provide for the harvest of people that followed the remnant. Amen? Aren't y'all excited? Seven years of abundance. Like Joseph, who had spent time in prison and came out to prepare the way for provision, as well as coming the coming of God's people to return to the land of Goshen. And so he was sent before them, and, 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 and he served an unrighteous king in order to, to uh, bring the wealth in. Really, you think he saved Egypt, but who he was saving were the people of God. But he had to go before them in order to do that. So he went through the wilderness. He went through the prison. He was a slave, but he never accepted the identity of being a slave. He knew he was a son and that someday, somehow, he was going to be let out of prison and in his sonship, serve an unrighteous king to save a whole nation. 
But the most important thing that he did is he prepared a place called Goshen. And the word Goshen or the name Goshen means drawing near. So he prepared a place where the people of God could settle, meaning a harvest, where they could then begin to enter into the abundance that the remnant Josephs or a Joseph company went ahead to prepare the way for. You see, God said this, I have a plan and a purpose for you, right? 2 Timothy 1.9 says this, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. So, so I want you to think in terms how the Father prepares the way for the remnant to cross over. So we're crossing over into the promised land. We're crossing the Jordan. And what's happened is over the last several years, God has gone before us and he's prepared the way because he has a plan. God always has a plan. And so in your life, what he's done is you are where you are today as far as time and as far as space and as far as situation. But what's happened is God has actually gone before you to make a way for you to step into this promise. You know, uh, Ron Campbell was here the other night, and he was actually preaching part of my message. Love that guy. Don't you love that, how you all kind of are in the same swirl prophetically? But one of the things that he said that I thought was so great, and I'm going to repeat it today. Thanks, Ron. Is that when God came to create the heavens and the earth, and, and on those five days before he created man, he, he, he didn't create man first and say, oh, I forgot the oxygen. Wait, I forgot the water. Wait, I got, oh man, I better get busy. But what he did is he went before man and he prepared for man to come. And so everything that man needed to prosper and to take dominion was already on the earth by the time God created him. And so when God says, I have a plan and a purpose for you, he says, listen, I've prepared before you everything that you need, then you're just going to step into that. And so that when in 2 Timothy 1.9, when he said, look, I've done this according to my own purpose and grace, which was given to you in Christ Jesus before time began. So you've got God and the Word and the Holy Spirit, and they're there in the beginning, okay? They're there in the beginning. And so everything that you needed was already prepared for you and was in the Word. So the Word has stored up in himself your story. And so your story's already been written. And so the story is in Christ, and Christ is in you. Therefore, the words are already in you and have already been prepared, and God is just turning the page. But here's the challenge. Everything that you need to fulfill your holy calling, your life mission, and your purpose in Christ, it's not on the earth. It's not in the earth. Right? Yay. So we're supposed to be of heaven, right? We're supposed to be of heaven. When Jesus came, the word says that he came from heaven. He was not of the earth. 
he was partially of the earth, which we're partially of the earth, but he came from heaven. When you got born again, when Jesus came and he died on the cross, what happened? You were born of heaven. So that's why he tells us that you are in the world, but you're not of the world, right? And he said, don't conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. So, so he's saying, listen, you're going to have to change the way you think because you think of terms of, of the pattern of the world, like the pattern of the world is going to produce the destiny that God has for you. But don't you know when he says, hey, I don't call the equipped, but I equip the called. Therefore, the calling on your life is impossible for you to accomplish in your own strength and out of the worldly things and the worldly pattern. Therefore, the calling on your life is only going to happen through a supernatural type of pattern. That's why he said, my ways are higher than your ways. There is a, there is a story that's higher than the story of the earth over your life. And the only place to get this is by going to heaven and accessing heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Renew your minds, meaning we have to have new minds. Isn't that good? We get a new mind. We're a new creation in Christ. That's why Jesus, when he came, he said, listen, you guys are going to have to repent Meaning you're going to have to change your mind about the way that you've lived because you've been eating of the earth and therefore it's producing death in you. But if you eat from the spirit, it's actually going to be the thing that propels you into that very destiny that you want. So when we start to see the world shake and we start to see the economies fail, what are we going to do? Are we going to get scared? No, because in Haggai, he says, be of good courage because I have already gone before you to prepare a way. Find the way of the Lord in the day of trouble and you will prosper. He will prosper your ways. Not only will you prosper financially, exceedingly abundantly, more than you can hope or think, but your soul is going to prosper. Jesus came to set us free from our captivity. We were set free from the law, right? Here's the thing. You're set free from the law of the land. You're set free from the law of the land. And you no longer function according to the law, but to the spirit. So the fruit of the spirit, as Paul tells Galatians, when you have the fruit of the Spirit, there is no such law. So when you're functioning in the things of the Spirit, the law does not apply to you because you're living out of heaven and not out of the earth. Now remember, when the curse was broken, when Jesus came and he said, I have taken the curse on myself, that curse is gone, what happened? What was the curse? There were two curses. Remember, one was between man and woman. So your husband is going to rule over you. 
that is broken. So we're no longer known according to gender, but we're all sons of God, right? The second curse that was broken is the curse of labor. And, and he said, listen, you're no longer going to labor among thistles and thorns because Jesus took the thorns on his head, which was the place of the thinking. It was the place, do you labor with thorns? Are you going to labor in the spirit? And he said, this labor, because my people have been laboring according to the things of the earth, they're filled with stress, they're sick, they're under, you know, they're under an incredible amount of heaviness. But he said, but, but if, you're, if you're laboring according to my spirit, because I have everything held up for you and the story's already been written of the way that you're go- I'm going to prosper you in the earth. And so it's, it's the things of the spirit because the, the curse is broken. But if we go back and begin to eat of the things of the earth, then we're under the law. We're not under the spirit. Therefore, we're going to try to get to the place that God has us in our own strength. And what does that create? Gray hair. If not with me, of course, because I don't have gray hair. Why are you laughing at that? So we function and conform to the pattern of heaven, which supersedes the things of the law. The Lord told me that the body of Christ has been cold. There's been a, he said, there's been a remnant that has been cold. And I said, cold, what is that? Culling is a process of removing or segregating one group from another based on specific criteria or characteristics. He said that there's been a separating out of a remnant. And, and they've gone through the wilderness first in order to prepare the way because what's going to happen now is that the body of Christ is going to get shaken. And that when the things begin to shake, when the earth begins to shake, the body of Christ is going to go, help us. And they're going to look and there's going to be a remnant that has already crossed over that it's already, the Lord has already poured out not just the power, the glory, but also the money. Come on, you know you feel that. I don't know about you, but I feel that. That is the truth. That is what's coming. And so we're going to reach back and say, come, here's the way. Walk in it. This is the way of the Lord. This is how you live like this. This is how you prosper in this way. And that's why things like EJS are so critical that God has prepared places that are apostolic. Apostolic meaning they they teach people how to access heaven to bring heaven to earth. Because the, the thing about the thing that happens with EJS that Crystal mentioned is that in a short period of time, the Lord has given us by his sovereign hand a recipe for two and a half months going from orphan to son. We've seen it over and over and over because the thing that God is looking to do is he's looking to get you solid in your identity of who you are and who he is then is going to come the destiny. And we think of t- in terms of doing, but he's like, no, 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 no. I told you it's about being. Being. 
Are y'all good? All right, so um, many of you have already begun to experience an increase and an uptick in wealth and provision, and there's going to be many, many more that are coming. Um, so the first characteristic of this remnant group is going to be, number one, worship. The tribe of Judah has to go first. The second characteristic of the remnant is going to be sonship, no longer orphans, but sons. I'm going to be talking later this summer about the difference between having a spirit of poverty and being poor in spirit. Um, the third characteristic is faith. Um, faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Um, these are the ones who are going to transition first and prepare the way for the coming harvest. Um, and I, I want to tell you what I'm going to be preaching about this summer. Um, in the series of The Lifestyle of Heaven, I'm going to be pe preaching about biblical transitions. There are several biblical transitions that have happened. And when God transitions his people, there are actually uh, very similar qualities to the transitions and how to prepare ourselves as leaders and what were the characteristics of the leaders who led these transitions, okay? So that's the first thing um, we're going to be talking about. The second, we're going to be talking about foundations of heaven. And the third, we're going to be talking about heaven and earth, time and space continuum. You do not want to miss this because your brain's going to explode. I love this. Um, and, and here's a question for you to be chewing on. Have you ever asked yourself, God, why, 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 or why did God create the heavens? Do you, have you ever asked yourself that? He created the heavens and the earth, right? The first thing he did, okay? Let there be light. And then he began creating the heavens and the earth. Have you ever asked yourself why? Why, why the heavens? Why? Why was it necessary? Because God is everywhere. God was before the heavens and the earth. And so if he was before and, and, and he always existed, why did he create the heavens? I'll let you chew on that. I have the answer. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. And the fourth thing is the preparation for prosperity. Um, we're going to be talking about how to prepare ourselves to catch the apples that fall from the trees. What is, how does God prepare his people so that they're ready to prosper and, and uh, so they can um, pay for the harvest, the coming harvest? Because there's, a, like I said, a, a, an incredible amount of uh, wealth and those that are going to understand how to labor with the spirit and not labor out of the earth. Amen. So I want y'all to stand and I want you to, um, uh, who do we have at the sound booth? Is anybody up? Oh, Chris, lucky popped up. Chris, would you put on some music for me? So what I want to do is I want to pray and I want you, um, I want you to hold out your hands like this. And I want you to repeat after me, okay? Because I, 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 I want to I get some agreement here in the room with what the Spirit is saying. Um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace. Thank you, Father, that you don't leave us as orphans, Father. Thank you for your um, guiding light that you guide us into all good things. Thank you, Father, that during this transition, Father, you are preparing a people to harvest the earth. 